Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Hey, the mark of the beast is not a microchip that's way too easy and too obvious. I want to talk to you today about how it, why it can't be a chip, why it's not a chip and it's something else. Let's talk about it. Amen. Amen. And I want to hear your thoughts. How many of you have heard that the the mark of the beast is a microchip? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you through scripture how it's not, how it's not, but I'm not against those who think that it is. All right. So we're going to respect those views. Um, let me ask you a question. So let me, let me, let me help you with this. Uh, let me show you how foolish this thing gets. All right. So I have a dog, I have a pit bull and, um, I've had my pit bull is an older dog. I've had it for a while and, um, maybe about three years ago. No. Yeah. Maybe about three to four. Four years ago, but when I moved out of New York City, I moved out of New York City. Um, I don't live in New York City. I live about an hour and ten minutes away, maybe uh, more than an hour away upstate. I live in a rural, rural, small, small town. You know, in the woods. You know, I'm in the boondocks. You know, the rules are different up here. Um, when you are part of a local town, they have these rules. They have rules, um, and in some towns. These rules literally go even as far as what kind of dog you have. Like in certain towns up here, you can't even have like a boxer, a Rottweiler, and a pit bull. Like it is just against the law in a town. Like that's wild, you know? Okay, so, but not only that, you know, you are also required to have your dog vaccinated, which you should. You should have your dog vaccinated, you know, but there are certain towns that really emphasize on, on that, you know, um, and, uh, one of the inconveniences of living in a small town is, is that 
the town really do be checking up on stuff. Like they be, they be sending you letters talking about, you got to send in the new, you know, the updated vaccinations and, uh, like, it's just wild, man. Like my town be bugging that. Like I had to move my shed, uh, like five to six feet, a little bit over because it went, uh, it's supposed to be 10 feet away from the local stream that I have a stream in the back of my property. And they made a big fuss. I had to pay. I literally had to dish out $600 to move my shed three feet more up. Like that, that that's the inconvenience that this stuff has. Right. So with the dog, uh, um, they asked, my dog got sick. My dog has like allergies. Finally, you know, uh, uh, we couldn't bathe. We couldn't bathe our dog uh, anymore in the home, so we started taking it to a dog groomer. Right. Long story short, uh, while we were there, uh, we had the dog uh, checked up. You know, blood work done, all that good stuff. You know, uh, vaccinated and stuff like that. And then they asked us the big question. They asked us the big question: Would you like to get your dog chipped? And I'm going to be very honest with you. That question threw us off. Would you like to get the dog chipped? And I'm like, what do you mean chipped? I and they, they explained the process of uh, the tracking device and, and things like that. I'm going to be very honest with you. I panicked. And I didn't do it. Because the first thing that came up in my head was, oh, this is the Antichrist. No, you're not. They're not chipping my dog. Like, no. Like, and for a split second there, it became, listen, in the dog, in the vet, it became a matter of conscience, man. Like, that's why I hate legalism so bad because this is the stuff that I'm dealing with. I'm still dealing with. I'm going to be, I'm 45 years old and I'm still dealing with this foolishness in my subconscious. Like, I'm sitting there uh, and I'm little like, uh, no, like, uh, no. And then, then I said, then in my mind, I said, well, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, in case my dog runs off, I want to find them. And then I said, like, no, no, no. And then, you know, and then I'm like, mm, I don't know. And then I, and then I began to say, Lord, would you, I began to pray. Like I, I prayed about my dog because it became a matter of salvation for me. Oh, not, listen, you guys can laugh. I'm dead serious. I was sitting there in that veterinarian talking about, well, if I get my dog chipped, um, am I compromising my faith with the chip thing? And and that's because all throughout my Christendom, I've been taught that the mark of the beast is a microchip. And then I remembered before that it was a a barcode or a skew, a, the skew system. I was, you know, I was around when the skew, the skew lines, the bars you know, uh, came into play. And I, you know, I, I, I remember that. I remember that. Right. And, uh, and years later, I'm sitting here in the vet worrying about my salvation. Nevertheless, we denied the antichrist and said, no, didn't get my dog chip, came home and we talked about it. You know, um, what what if Zuko did get lost? Like, like we don't have we have a stone wall around the property, but on the other back end we don't. You know, um, what if the dog just kind of ran off? 
we couldn't find him. You know, I, I would want to be able to find my dog and know at least which area he's in by find, you know what I'm saying, find the dog. And uh, my wife looked at me and was like, uh, no. And I was like, no. And then we started talking about like why. And it, it was the same conclusion. It was the same conclusion. Uh, they could, uh, this the, the, the trip is the Antichrist. And we went into this whole thing about, we were like, man, maybe we should just get it and screw that. Forget the, like, and so I went down this dark path of, would God send me to hell over chipping my dog? You know, like, I'm going to burn forever in the lake of fire because I, ref- I, I refuse to deny the chipping of my, like, I went down this path, man, and we were there. And then it just dawned on, like, that began the process of uh, this biblical researching concerning the chip. And um, now, you might go, wow, man, you like, like, this is funny. It's a funny story. But let me tell you something. Legalism in New York City, at least in the Bronx, it's not a game. Like, this thing is, like, borderline maybe one level below Hasidicism, like Hasidic Jews. Like this thing controls every aspect of your life and the fear of going to hell is a, is a hard thing to shake. You know, that thing is just hard to shake, you know? And if I wanted to, okay, so um, if they really wanted to track me with a chip, I don't think they need to track me with a chip. They could track me with a ping, P-I-N-G, through my phone, my cell phone. They can still track me through my phone. So if it's about a, if so if it's about tracking, if it's about the if the issue is to be tracked, then I'm already being tracked because if you ping my phone, it will tell you, it will show you he's in this, like my house is the only house on this particular acre of land so it's gonna say he's right here the antichrist is gonna know exactly where to find me with my phone you know uh you know so um okay so i so i begin to question this idea of the mark of the beast right now i'm reading the book of revelation as my devote my biblical devotions like i've been reading the book of i've been reading the book of revelation since the pandemic hit so i'm in that's my devotions the book of revelations like and it's just been absolutely phenomenal, crazy stuff, crazy revelation. The mark, the mark of the beast, is not the microchip. The microchip is way too obvious. The microchip is way, it's way too obvious. The micro, let me t- listen to me. The microchip is way, is way too obvious. Um, second, as in the, uh, as in the beginning, so it is in the end. If you want to find out, if you want to find out uh, what the mark of the beast is, you have to know what the mark of the beast is. And the mark of the beast is not a microchip. It's the mark of Cain. It's the mark of Cain. C-A-I-N. Let me say it again. The mark of the beast is the mark of Cain. Under the Old Testament, it was a mark. Uh, and the mark that Cain received affected everything that he did. It affected everything. He couldn't do seed time and harvest. He couldn't, uh, everyone who saw him knew he was marked. 
so if you want to find out what uh, the mark of the beast is, it's the mark of it's the mark of Cain, and the mark of Cain was not a physical mark. It was not a physical. It wasn't a physical mark, because then why do we have an issue with tattoos if the mark was physical? Because then it would have to be a tattoo on his skin. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, like, don't play with me. This thing goes, this thing has, this, this thing goes in many, there's many variations to this thing. You know, so if, if it was a physical mark, then, uh, then, um, then why do Christians flip on other Christians for getting tattoos when God tattooed him? You know, like, so it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a physical mark. It is a spiritual one. It is a identifier. It is a marker. Write it in the chat room. Marker. M-A, like mark, E-R in the end. And I don't mean marker like magic marker. I mean marker means identifier. A marker. A marker. A marker. All right? And the marker is what identifies. All right? And everyone has a marker. Uh, because you find in the book of Revelation in some of the earlier chapters where an angel was told to hold back judgment of a particular plague because another angel hadn't finished marking those with the seal of God. So the marker is an identifier. The identifier in biblical terms is a seal, S-E-A-L, a seal, the seal of God, the seal of the devil. So it is an identifier. It's a seal. It's a seal. Okay, so when Cain when Cain killed his brother, the Bible in 1 John chapter 2 lets us know that Cain had already been of the evil one. So somewhere between Cain's birth and the offering of his sacrifice to God, um, um, somewhere along that line, somewhere, somewhere within those years, Cain turned. Cain turned, and and here's my here's my theory on that. I believe Cain Cain turned. Because Cain already had been dealing with those outside the garden or wherever they were at. You know how I know? Because Cain already knew that if he went to a particular place, they were going to kill him. He already had. That means he knew that there was killers over there. How would you know? How would you know whoever finds me is going to kill me? Please don't send me over there. Whoever finds me over there is going to kill me. That means he already know he already knew that in that place there murder reigned. There was already wickedness going on. There was already wickedness that was already happening, which is why Cain didn't want to go over there. He was like, "Oh, he said this is too much for me." He said, "This is too much for me." Want to know why? Because where Cain and Abel and Adam and the and the descendants of Shem and um, the descendants, uh, no, not the descendants of Shem, uh, the descendants of Adam and Eve, by that time there was already, remember, uh, the Bible says that during the time of Seth, it says during the time of Seth, uh, it says, okay, if you really read the text, 
it's written wrong. What it really says, what it really says in that text, it says, during the time of Seth, men began to profane the name of the Lord, which means there was already a system of people saying, man, I want to listen to God. I ain't going to listen to God. I'm going to do my own thing. And okay. So, okay. So watch this. Cain kills the brother. He gets judged, right? Uh, Cain doesn't want to repent or rather he is overwhelmed with worldly sorrow, which means he's sorrowful, but not repentant. All right. And, uh, and, Okay, watch this. And he says, whoever killed me is going to, whoever finds me is going to kill me. All right? And God says, I'm going to put a seal on you. I'm going to seal you. What was the seal? First John chapter 2 said that Cain was already of the wicked one, which means he already had completely turned. So when he got sealed by God, what happened? He was sealed. His sealed was the seal of the devil. He was the, he was sealed of the devil. So he carried the seal of Satan. You know what I'm saying? Which was which? Now I'm gonna connect this. Watch this. Uh, John chapter nine says, "You are of your father, the devil." For uh, the devil lies from the beginning. And then he actually told them, you are, your, you are not Abraham's seed. You are of your father, the devil. So the devil has children. Listen to what I'm saying. Satan has spawns. Satan, let me say it again. See, Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. Which means the devil has children. Watch this. And in order for the devil to have children... You have to have the mark of the devil because the mark is not only a seal, but the mark is an image. It's an image. You have the, you have the image of your father, the devil. You talk, you, you act just like him because you are his children. Okay. So when Cain left the presence of the Lord, because the verse here, the verse says, right? Read the text. It says, Cain left the presence of the Lord. How do you leave the presence of the Lord when he's omnipresent? How do you leave the presence of the Lord when he's omnipresent? Ah, if I says, Cain left the presence of the Lord and went towards the land of Nod. So that means the land of Nod had no presence. That means wherever Cain dwelt, the presence of God was there. At least that territory. And when he went towards the land of Nod, there was no presence. So that means the further out he went, the less presence. Okay. So, okay. Now watch this. What was the judgment? What was the judgment of Cain? You cannot, the earth won't produce for you. Okay. Watch this. Let me, let me say it again. The curse of Cain was systems won't work for you. The natural order of, uh, the natural order of, things won't work for you. Seed time and harvest won't work for you. Nothing will work for you. Nothing will work for you. Okay. So what did, what did Cain do? He shifted from ag an agricultural system to an economic system. He got into trading stocks, trading exchange trafficking 
He built a city, named the city Enoch, which is the original Enoch, not the Enoch we know. It was another Enoch, all right? He built the city and called it after his son, Enoch. You know, he's Enoch, right? And watch this. That city was built on nothing but a system of economics with, uh, with its own value system. Let me give you an example. I don't grow my milk. I buy milk. I don't grow milk. Why? Because I don't own a cow. I don't own a cow in real life. So what do I do? I go to a, I go to a place and I give them money. They give me milk and I go home and I make hot chocolate. Did you catch it? Okay. Now I can't, I can't create my own milk because I don't even own a cow, but outside the city, there's a farm and the, and the metropolitan cities buy their milk all from farms. The farm is where the blessing is. Did you catch it? You want to see your city shut down? Let the farming industry decide to decide to go on a strike and say, you know what? We don't want to sell to your city no more. Guess what's going to happen? Total anarchy within, within a month. Within a month, maybe six weeks, the whole city will be looting and, in, and, and there'll be nothing but anarchy. Why? Oh, did you catch it? Okay. So, okay, look at that. Look at that. So, Cain creates a system of commerce that controls people. So with Cain, it's all about buying and selling and owning and exchanging and stocks, because the word stocks from livestock is where we get the word stocks and bonds. It's, when you say the stock went up, the stock is from the word livestock, which means cattle, because that's where it started, all right? And if you read the Bible, Genesis chapter 4, livestock, value systems based on livestock was invented by the descendants of Cain. It actually tells you in the Bible. It says Cain was the father of Jubal, and Jubal was the father of those that bred livestock, which basically is saying that uh, the fa- uh, Jubal was, uh, dis- with his father, decided to create and put values on. Let me tell you how easy this thing is. This thing is so easy. It's all about values. Listen to me. It's all about values. I'm almost done, guys. It's all about value. Let me show you how this game is played. All right? Uh, It's all about value. V-A-L-U-E. All it takes is for a group of people to just say the American dollar is nothing more than paper right now. It has no value. You lose all your money. That's what inflation was. That, that's what was the, uh, the Great Depression, in- inflation. You know what that is? You know what inflation is? Is that the removing of value, which means certain things that have value no longer have value. Okay, all it takes is for one government to say, you know what, gold no longer has value. Do you know that in the early uh, 1800s, rose petals, rose petals, rose petals were so valuable. People were exchanging rose petals. Like you could go look this up in history. Rose petals. 
Now you know why they made up the the song Ring Around the Rosies, Pocket Full of Posies, Ashes, Ashes, They All Fall Down, which means during the time of a particular plague, people were dying, people were dying, people were dying, and the value system for, value for rose petals had increased, and people, like, literally, like, just go look this up in uh, rose petals. Man, who cares about a rose petal? But rose petal became valuable. And tomorrow, anything can become valuable. Anything can become valuable when, when the one controlling the city makes it. Okay, now watch this. Watch this. And then I'm going to tie this together. And you're going to go, oh, snap, never saw it like that. The city determines the values. The city, the system determines the values in the city of Enoch. So whatever Cain said, put the value up on grass. You're going to find a bunch of people coming with grass. Talking about, I got grass, grass here, green grass, blue grass, red grass. You know what I'm saying? Somebody wrote toilet paper. That's, that, that's interesting. That, wow. Never thought about it like that, but that's so true. That's so true, right? That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, watch this. I wasn't even thinking, about, thinking like that. Okay, watch this. The city determines the value. The value will determine whether you buy and sell. Okay, what does that mean? It doesn't mean buying and selling. It means what's no longer valuable. See? Did you catch it? So so right now, toilet paper is, is a big thing in the city. In the, in, up here, we don't use toilet paper. All right? In the rural areas, we don't use toilet paper. That's a city thing. That's a city thing for uh, those that have septic tanks. Uh, we have a septic. I have a well. I don't get city water. I have a well. I don't, I don't have a city flushing system. I have a septic tank. So we don't use, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, we, it's a different system up here. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you own a house, you use wipes. And you don't throw the wipes in the toilet. You throw the wipes in the garbage and you throw the garbage outside. Like it's a whole different system up here. So guess what? In my house right now, toilet paper has no value. So if you needed money, and I had the money, but you needed to, uh, uh, if, uh, or rather, uh, if I needed, uh, and you had the toilet paper, and you came to me and said, I have toilet paper, can you give me your money in exchange for toilet paper? Guess what? In this house, toilet paper has no value. So you get no money. So you can't buy and sell. Do you see the mark of the beast has nothing to do with a mark on your forehead that you can't go and buy milk? No, milk is going to be a vet. Uh, it's, it's not like that. It's not, see, this is not the way this thing works. This is not the way this thing works. So people think that the mark of the beast is you can't literally buy and sell. No, with the mark during the time of the Antichrist, the mark of the beast uh, and the system will be a system of value, things that are valuable and things that are no longer valuable. Right now, up here, toilet paper has no value. If you go to the, if you go to the supermarkets up here, toilet paper is abundant. But if you go to the wipe area, the wipes, wipes or wipes, it's deficient. Do you see what I'm saying? You go to New York City, Wipes are in abundance. Well, then again, they probably wipes as well. But wipes might not be in abundance because landlords uh, have, I, and I remember this because I was living in the city at that time about three, four years ago. Landlords had sent out a memo, no, don't, you can't no longer flush wipes down the toilet because it was clogging up the systems. So now you get tickets for doing that stuff. 
But toilet paper is valuable right now. Okay, so the mark of the beast, watch this, the mark of the beast, the city sets the value of what you can buy and sell. Watch this. Based on what they value. Well, guess what? We're watching it before our eyes. The church is losing its value in the eyes of the government. It's not about, it's not about the religious, it's not about Governor Cuomo being against Christianity. No, that's not the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is church will no longer be valuable. God and religion will no longer uh, be valuable. Let me say it again. So to say that you're a Christian will be of no value. As a matter of fact, the Christian might be considered a plague. Do you know in New York City, uh, last month, Gov uh, Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo tried to blame the church in New York City for the spread of the virus because the church wouldn't listen uh, uh, in closing its doors to, to level out the curve. So they went on blaming in the church and said, the church, you guys are the ones spreading it because you guys don't listen. And then de Blasio said something that was just so true, even though it's coming from a dark place, but it was so true. He literally said, uh, you mean to tell me God can't meet you at your house? Like, you have to be at the building? Like, I thought your religion didn't teach that. I thought re your religion taught you where two or three are gathered. Like, whoa, like he literally put it, he, like, he literally blasted the Christians on that one, you know? Um, and, uh, well, you know, you got legalistic Christians that, stood, you know, that didn't, that didn't, that felt like it was an infringement upon their First Amendment right or whatever, whatever. Okay, so the mark of the beast, uh, the mark of the beast will not be a six, six, six. The mark of the beast will be a, a value system in the minds of humans where God is no longer valuable and compromise or or whatever or humanism would be the way would be the way to go so watch so they say no church building no more okay no church building no more mark of the beast all right it means the removing of what's valuable in the mind in the forehead and in the right hand, the right hand represents your lifestyle, your work ethic, and your forehead represents your moral compass, which is your conscience, your value system, your value system, your value system, your convictions. Your forehead represents your convictions. It represents your value system where, 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 where you go. No, where, your forehead represents things you think on, you think on. And God right now is at the forefront of our lives, but a time will come when the mark of the beast is there. The mark of the beast will be the fact that God has been removed out of the value system before us. And it's happening now. It's happening now. The Christian church, I'm going to say this, and only New Yorkers can know what I mean. To the world, we a bunch of suckers. Because they don't do that to Muslims. 
Want to know why? Because Muslims clap back. They do it to Christians. They don't even do it to the Catholic Church. You know, they just do it to the Christians. You know, the Catholic Church, you know, runs Hollywood. They don't do it to the Muslims because uh, Hollywood fears Muslims. They do it to the Christians. Right? They, they, slip, they simply, they just do it to the Christians with, with, uh, uh, with no reason. You want to know why? Because the church has lost its value. And once the, church, once the people get to a place where they can care less about the church, they will receive the mark of the beast. Uh, um, they will receive the mark of the beast. And they're not even gonna. And religion will will not even. Religion will seem like a hindrance to the advancement of modern technology in the way of the world. As a matter of fact, it will. It will watch this. It will even seem like a good idea to that group of people when they hear the system say, "You know what? The world could do without the Christians. Let's just get rid of them because they're the ones slowing." human evolution let's just get rid of them and guess what and guess what they will kill they will kill the christians did you catch it did you catch what i just said that is the mark of the beast it's not a chip it's a value system where where humanism reigns supreme and behind the humanism is a dragon from the abyss. I'm going to leave it there. Something to ponder on. Something to ponder on. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.